0: Beats, Brews, and Points of View is brought to you by Dream Over Reality Media and sponsored by Arctic Circle Brewing Company.
1: Oh, let me apply the pressure, eh? Start off before we end up. Get your march on, on your mark, get set. Ready, gunshot, I've got my hands in the air saying so you don't shoot. How in the world could you then let it boss through? Now do you care about all the eyes on you? Now you want to say we're telling lies on you. Same motherfuckers I've been killing off the planet. Are the same fuckers advising you? But true, the stuff is surprising, too. See, them probably are suffer of depriving youth. Why you want to all dress lies as truth? Have you ever seen what silence do? I don't want to see no violent troops putting out fires that haven't even been started. With a rotted man, I'm tired, too. But I don't lose, I refuse. Take walk in my shoes or any other young black person in this age, all we ever know was pain, all we ever know was rage, that book starts on this page, do not try to relate, see either you do or you don't shit, see either you will or you won't Hope but still got you engage. don't take offence, it's too late, I say this to those that never be poverty stricken, always have a silver spoon to feed off, it may not be your fault, heard that line before, leave that privilege shit at the door, I don't care about none of that shit, say it loud and keep playing my shit. Yeah.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting sitting across from me, Eman Bates. The PIP, that is me, and we
0: are back through the door for episode (laughs) 124. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually
2: sitting there just thinking, I'm like, what the fuck episode are we on, actually? Good thing you remembered. Um, I hope it is. 124, right? Yeah, no, it is. It is for sure. No, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Eric looking like you don't (laughs) fucking know. But anyways, that was uh, Little Sims to start the podcast off of. I think if you've read any of the current events over the last couple of weeks, you realize why I chose that song. Um, We're going to get into those things here in a little bit, um, as well as a lot. Um, Coming up on the show tonight. Unfortunately, like I just mentioned, we have a few news stories to talk about that were, um, you know, more on the sad and not really sad and somber side. You know, we don't really love to touch on that kind of stuff on this podcast. We like to keep it light and music, but we would feel like assholes if we didn't um, at the very least mention it and, you know, send our love along with. Um, But yeah, besides that, we will try to right the ship after that and turn things around in a more positive direction. We got beers to drink uh, and review. We got birthdays to celebrate. And also, we have a lot of highly anticipated music. Uh, We were off last week for Mother's Day, which we want to say happy Mother's Day out there to all the moms. We're also off uh,
0: for Movement
2: Weekend, too.
0: Yeah, we'll be off Movement movement Weekend as
2: well. But we will have content for you. We're going to make these uh, episodes um, two-parters because we have so much to talk about. Um, A lot of highly anticipated music was released. King Kendrick is back. We will get into that Can't shit.
0: Say enough oh, good man. things about that. I don't, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on it. We're going to have a lot. It's going to be, be a lot be a of the part thing. two. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to um, be so, yes, we're, so Just we're, to let you guys know, this is a two part episode. Yeah. So this is one of the two partners. Kendrick could probably be the next part. And
2: um and yeah, while we were off for Mother's Day, we had, you know, um we released part two of our Dre Dav interview. So go listen to that.
0: Shout out to Dre Dav, shout out to professional wrestling, shout out
2: to a lot that of that was dope such stuff. a great episode, yeah, man. <laughs> that was so fun. It was really, you know. Shout out to anime. Shout it's, out to- It's cool because Dre, you know, we've we've had multiple conversations with him, we see him outside of the podcast. So like those kind of episodes are just fun to record because it's not hard, you don't have to try. It, you know yeah, I love mean? the homie episodes. <laughs> you like the people that's
0: been on here and like know us and we, you know, we see like outside of the pod from time to time and stuff like that it's just it's a dope feeling so it's just like natural you know you're not trying to like force a conversation out of somebody yeah so that's really dope so yeah shout out to Dre daff shout out the whole flight team and it was you know it's always a pleasure having them in there
2: yeah i agree totally agree with you and before i get into these sad um stories that we need to talk about i figure we since we got a few sad things to talk about we should have a beer to go along with those sad, sad stories we're we gonna, we gonna come off the rip Waka <laughs> yeah. yeah we're gonna come off the rip and uh Get these puppies cracked open now. Um, I'm very excited to hear what E-Man's got for the breakdown on this because I am unfamiliar with uh, Yuzu flavor. So, E-Man, tell me what the hell that is. What a Yuzu is? (laughs) Yeah. And what you got for us.
0: Okay, so first of all, what a yuzu is—it's actually like kind of like the size of a grapefruit. It's like citrus. It's like a citrusy flavor, like fruit. Uh, the origins—I actually had it queued up here—are East Asian origins. Oh. Yuzu has been cultivated mainly by East Asia, though how recently is New Zealand? Nah, New Zealand, Australia, France, Italy, and Spain. Uh yeah, it's, it kind of looks like yeah like an orange kind of like grapefruit shade. Okay, very yeah, it's it's really good. So. I would love to try that. Yeah man. Uh, so the beer we have today over from Arbor Brewing Company out in uh, the good old Lanny, we have a uh, Belgian style wit beer, sweet orange peel and coriander yuzu you, yuzu oh. you you do you Belgian wit beer. <laughs> yeah. So I chose the wit beer today because if you guys live in the uh the the Michigan area or even close to it. It's been a nice, like, run of nice weather, bro. It's been, like, 80s, 90s. I think it hit, like, at one point. It's been nice and high. I think cl- yesterday was a little cloudy, but, like, I can take clouds as long as it's not, like, you know, pouring down rain or some shit like that. But yeah. this is, like, a really good beer for just, like, the nice, like, subtle, like, weather where it's just drinkable and easy to go. It's 5, coming in at 5ABB, 5ABB. Uh, a B V and no IBUs. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, boy, I cannot talk today. Uh <laughs> happens three to the best untapped has it about a three point six. Yeah, light, crispy, easy to drink. I'm expecting kind of like a nice little subtle citrusy flavor, but something uh you know, kinda got like that really like nice, easy drinkability to it too. Yeah. It's
2: perfect for you know eighty, eighty five. Smelled be delicious when I just cracked the beer yeah, open. The, the, so the aroma, very citrusy aroma, <laughs> yeah, for right? Sure, yeah. For man. sure, for sure. Which is always like appealing to me. I love that citrusy smell. Um, and like E-Man just said, with that nice weather and it being back outside. Um, Outside's open. Uh, yeah, outside is open. And there's a few reasons why I'm choosing this song while we have a sip on this beer. Um, the song is called Outside. It's by Westside Boogie and Joey Badass. Uh, Westside Boogie is someone that we are anticipating the release of his new project. But he also has writing credit on the new Kendrick album. And then Joey Badass just announced his new album coming out June 17th, his first album in five years. I think a lot of the production is being handled by Static Selecta, which makes me happy because I love the marriage of their music together. I think Static is a great producer for Joey Badass's awesome lyricism. And here's a little bit of that for you. Here's Outside. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
1: I ain't early. I say bout time. Uh, should I run up here in my downtime? Uh, y'all spending all day swatting house flies. Uh, yeah, let me know that y'all not outside. oh, who really outside, it's all about the approach. Uh, I have been wanting smoke, with my auntie was on dope, got a bed that's full of bodies, got a closet full of ghosts. Uh, yeah, I'm cool with rappers, niggas acting like we close. Shit, I'm the greatest on the coast, and niggas thought I knew the Pope. Uh, bless me with the hands of. And all these niggas fans uh, Supposed to be your man's damn My nigga you got scammed uh, Funny that I'm standing With the dude who may stand But never treat me like a fan Cause what I am, what I am bitch. Whatever you say I am Shit if I wasn't shit, Why would I say I am shit And uh, the radio don't even play my jam I get no damn I'm in mean, That's right, the
2: radio don't play your jam But the Beats, and Points of View podcast played your goddamn jam was, <laughs> was Silent Ride not on the radio? No Or, I think, uh, um, or um, Self-Destruct That was yeah. I think that was That was Yep. There's my self-destruction something, something. I'm still listening to Everything's For Sale like it's new, bro like, That album fucking, that had an effect on me, that album Fucking deep, man Rainy Days So good, man There's a, like, a lot of jams on that album That's, what West Side Boogie does is another reason Which we'll get into later with Kendrick that I love Is he's not afraid to be vulnerable on record And I love that um, But anyways, dude, this beer Wow, I really like this beer yeah, a lot. Perfect for summertime, right? Exactly what you said. It's definitely that perfect for summertime. It's not like um, you know some of those beers you can just you feel like the high alcohol percentage has a, uh, the ability to just kind of crush you. You know what I mean? Especially when you're outside, it's hot. Like it's nice to have back end more of like the five percent like a normal subtle, subtle you know? <laughs> easy
0: to drink like i mean it's it's pretty straightforward it's got like that citrusy flavor to it definitely like, it's, does. it's perfect for like the outdoor because mm-hmm. cit- i don't know why citrus and heat always
2: kind of go together it's yeah. just like really refreshing and kind of like yep. that, the modal beer you know if you for will. sure yeah. yeah and it's funny too because iman and i both haven't like as we're both trying to get you know our our summer bods ready you know what i'm saying so we haven't been drinking all that much beer so I feel like when we sit down on the podcast, it's like the time that we have beer, it just tastes like extra good because <laughs> I haven't had it at all. <laughs> I haven't been drinking it. So it's like, oh man, it's a little fucking treat. But uh yeah, I like it. Um our brewing, shout out to you guys. I haven't I don't think there's been too many misses out of you guys, honestly. Not that I can recall at least. Mm. Strawberry blonde's good. I think we've had
0: that on the show. Yeah, I I think think so. I, we've had Bud Sall on the show. We've had a couple of them on the show, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
2: I don't think I had a bad beer from them though. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but unfortunately, I do want. I got to transition into this um, time. Time you know, to time we, to go nose dive down. Yeah, we have got to, and you know, we've got some um, some RIPS in the world of um, you know popular culture that we want to say goodbye to. Um, Fred Ward, actor Fred Ward, who you would probably know best for you know, he was a he was in a ton of movies as small roles. Um, but he was the star in the movie Tremors with Kevin Bacon back in the day. Um, you would probably know him best from that. He also played Joe Dirt's dad and Joe Dirt. Um I mean, you've seen him everywhere. If you look up Fred Ward, you'd be like, Oh yeah that's definitely the guy that's been in a million movies as small things. So um you wanna say I'm not even sure how he passed, but R.I.P. to him. I know he wasn't super old or anything like that. I would think maybe early 70s. Um, and then actually a rapper that I was unfamiliar with, but um, it seemed like he had quite the effect on young people. Um, his name is Lil Keed. They also haven't released um, The Cause of Death. The timing of that fucks me up. Super weird, considering, right?
0: Considering like, what's been going on with YSL, we'll get into that later. But yeah. The, it, the timing of that is really Yeah, so he's one of uh,
2: young... Th- uh, YSL... Technically, is a record label. It's uh, young, young Stoner Stone Life. Life, yeah. Young Stoner young Life. Slime Language, Young Stoner <laughs> Life. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. a bunch of different things. Yeah, for sure. But it's uh, I think Young Thug's the owner of it, right? He's the 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 label head. Yeah, yeah. I would say the label head. So he's one of um, the young artists that was on there, and it's just crazy that it happened now because you know um, Young Thug and Gunna both just got scooped up by the feds on Rico charges, and I'm not the timing of that is. It's weird, right? Yeah. It's weird. Um, but the thing that is really scary is, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure. They haven't, um, really expounded on Gunna a lot, but the charges are stacking up for Young Thug and it is not looking good. Um, they originally hit him with, I think, like 20 something charges and after a search of his home, um, They added like seven more charges, so they must have not found, or they must have found some things in his home. Um, You know, we don't, you know, we're not about that life, so we can't really like offer too much criticism on it, you know, because we don't come from that lifestyle. But um, we can offer you guys advice as to stop being so dumb when it comes to the social media shit. Um, You know, there's a lot of bragging and boasting on this social media shit and you know and we don't we don't think that it's right that the court systems use rap lyrics and social media posts and stuff like that it is trivial as that um to build these cases but they do and it's nothing new it's been going on for the beginning since the beginning of rap what's, music what's
0: my man's name that's on death row right now uh, for double hum- fucking YNW Melly. Yeah, yeah. Another one to do. what was that Murder on My Mind, where he's on trouble for kill or he's in he's on trial for killing two of his friends allegedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're using his lyrics against him on that. There's got to be a way where the First Amendment gets protected for our culture mm-hmm. in a way. At the same time, you're highlighting these things. For clicks For likes For popularity For whatever the fuck it may be And I get it But at the the, the, I, I can't do the fake shit though yeah, I I I'd hate it. But that's you know, that's the world we live in. That's what sells. That's what, you know, controversy sells mm-hmm. like bad news is no, no news is bad news and bad news is good news. Yeah. That's the that's the society we live in. And I mean, the uh, the district
2: attorney yeah. of Atlanta, Georgia, said it best herself when they asked if social media was used. And she said, quote, verbatim, social media is a wonderful tool for us.
0: I bet it is. (laughs) I mean, that's how a lot of, I mean, think about, like, the people who flash money and shit and stuff like that. You think the IRS don't look at that shit? Isn't Gunna (laughs) the one that started the whole
2: (laughs) spelling out shit, the The pushing P thing? Was that 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 Gunna?
0: I think that was Gunna that started that whole trend. Let's go with that. That sounds right. I'm not sure about that, but it sounds right.
2: It's just, you know, you got to be smarter. And, you know, also, I mean, when it comes to lyrical content. It's easy for us
0: to say that though, sitting here, whether it's like people on a label or whatever the fuck pressure that's coming from, like that's true. Hey, you need clicks. Hey, you gotta do this shit to get popular. If you're Mm -hmm. not dropping music, you know you need to do something to go viral type deal. And that's the shit that goes into it. That's the shit that
2: nobody fucking talks about behind the scenes and things like that. Just be smarter with your intention behind what you're saying in the lyrics, anyways. You know, if you know you're using it as a. like a, a story of triumph, you know, I came from this and now I'm here. But when you're, when you get to a certain level, you, you gotta, you know, you can't be acting that way because you're now under the spotlight and people are paying attention, you know? So just be smart about what you're doing and how you're moving, I guess I should say. Um, but moving on, um, we also lost some more people. I just wanted to pause and kind of unveil that story a little bit, but um, um, the, a metal singer from actually from Detroit, right? Man, uh, yeah, or the I Michigan. Think, I think Black Dahlia Murder, Murder started out in Waterford.
0: Does that sound right? They're in
2: Michigan for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are based out, yeah, Waterford, Michigan. Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, he was the lead singer of that band. His name was Trevor Sternard. He was only forty-one years old. They haven't officially released a cause of death, although when the ba- the band released the statement. Um, saying that he passed away. They had attached to it the uh, National Suicide Prevention Hotline, so that leads us to believe that it had a role to do with it. And E-Man has also, you know, f- he follows the metal injection and stuff like that, and uh, there's, you know, videos of him on there doing interviews, talking about his mental health and stuff from, you know, years previous. Like, literally, like, last April, I think I just saw a video oh, was that, that popped up. Yeah, Yeah, so it's really sad, man. I mean, this pandemic has got a lot of motherfuckers holding on by a thread, so you know just uh check in on your friends and shit you know i never
0: got too deep in the black dahlia murder i'm gonna be honest with yeah. you like, i got listened to like a couple like like early like Two thousands because they've been around since 03 mm-hmm. So I've listened to a couple like projects from them as a whole, but I wouldn't say I was like a fan by any chance or like a super fan or anything like that. But I like, I was like a casual listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, doesn't make the situation any less sad. Right. Doesn't make anything like that. And on top of that, you know, he's a Michigan boy, so yeah. Like it's, it's it still sucks to hear like that. You know, a lot of artists feel that that's their way out, mm-hmm. especially when you get to the point of you know, like, you're at this level of, like, success and fame and stuff like that. Like, you know, who the fuck knows comes with that? Like, who yep. knows what's going through people's heads on a daily basis? You only know what's projected. You only know what people tell you and what stuff like that. Obviously, like, when well, me and you, even when we do shit and stuff like that, like, we, because we live together, we work together, like, you know, we can kind of, Get it a gauge of how each other is feeling, stuff like that, but you never really fucking
2: know what's going on inside in anybody's head. Hundred you know? percent, so, yeah, and you never know what triggers something to fucking set you off. You know exactly. what I mean? It's fucking, it's difficult. Um, but yeah, and then we also, I I can't remember if we mentioned it two weeks ago, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say it again. You know, Eman and I are, are neither of us are, um, very immersed in the country world. Um, but I, you know, in reading about her passing. She seemed like she was a pretty goddamn big deal in the country world. And not only that, but she, you know, she birthed two kids that were very famous at their own rights with Naomi and Ashley Judd. Ashley being a, um, um, I mean, I'm sorry, Wynoda and Ashley Judd. Wynoda being a very famous country singer and Ashley being a very famous actor. Um, but their mother, Naomi Judd, passed away. So rest in peace to her. Um, and then the last one here, you know, he's he was a controversial guy. Um you can s- feel how you want to feel. It's still sad that he passed away. I'm not going to be one of those assholes that runs to Twitter and celebrates a man's death.
0: I don't know shit about Kevin Samuels, bro. I mean,
2: besides I, like him
0: being a controversial like date. and by the way, we're talking about Kevin Samuels by yeah. the way. I didn't want to like no, yeah, jump he- on that, but like so I don't know much about him and what he did. I just know he had like a bunch of controversial shit he said about black women and mm-hmm. about like beta men and about all this stuff yep. like that. And I mean, I I don't I don't know much about him. I didn't listen to any interviews. I'm just going by like what I've read and what I've heard. I never really pay attention. I think he was on Budden's podcast once. or yeah, something Yeah, he was like on that, Budden.
2: But... Budden sat down with him once. And you know, I want like there is parts of me that like wants to like rip into what he was about, but that would just be being me being phony and going against the shit that I hate the most. Because like E-Man just said, I also don't know much about him. Um, I've seen little digestible clips. That they put on the internet, but I would really hate it if I passed away and someone ran with one shitty thing that I said and made that my entire Dude, life story. Mad so, shitty things out of 124 you know, episodes <laughs> we both have probably said. Right? You could take you, them. You around, know what I mean? But, but I think that if you're, uh, it, but if you actually listen to our show regularly, you know that Eman and I's intentions are good. So I don't know. I don't listen to Kevin Samuels regularly, so I don't know what his real intentions behind saying these things are and yes they're abrasive and he's definitely said shit that i'm like wow dude that is fucking not a great thing to say to somebody but you know i'm not a regular listener so i don't want to offer any super criticism about it um i know that you know a mother lost a son so yeah. that's more important i guess right um so rest in peace and to he was a
0: father too right yeah i know so, he had yeah. Ki- yeah
2: and that's another thing yeah kids lost their dad as well so And he was a a relatively young man. I mean, he was 57 or something like that, so 56, 57, something like that. Um, But then now on to the biggest and saddest story that we want to say RIP to, and that would be the 13 victims, um, 10 who passed away, 13 shot, in a Buffalo grocery store. Um, I believe was that yesterday that it happened, man. Uh, so.
0: so I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't even hear about story. I just story read until, about it today. Literally today. until I walked into the studio, I did not hear about this story until just now. So prayers out for the people, of Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, so it,
2: an 18 an year old gunman who was a white supremacist who was associate. known to be radicalized by things like Fox News. They a lot of the talking points that he had on his plans or shit that was regularly discussed by the co-hosts of talk news shows, which is awesome cuz that fucking channel just breeds hate. I'm like um, so I'm reading an article right now. Like the one the one I just got pulled up is from
0: the AP well from Associated Press. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it looks like this was May 15th, so this was earlier today. People
2: smart marching in their supermarkets. Yeah. yeah, super sad, dude. Yeah, people um Marcia but yeah, he walked Lewis. into a grocery store. Um In Buffalo, New York, and just started firing on black Shot 13 people, killed 10. Yep. Uh, I mean,
0: it's fucked up that when I say things like this, it sounds familiar. It's fucked up that this is a thing that keeps happening. It's fucked up that we live in a society where things like this are normal Mm -hmm. and it's really sad and it's really deflating and it's really heartbreaking and i I have a lot of feelings about this to be honest with you
2: and i know wholeheartedly Eman and i both um not predicted this exact situation but we definitely mentioned this when we talked about how much of a celebrity they turned kyle rittenhouse into after he got off with killing people at a protest you know that's The kind of um, person that someone like this dude, I don't even want to say his name because I don't feel like fucking making him famous, Um, but this bozo sees shit like that and, you know, it excites people like that. You know, it's it's uh, validation for they could probably get away with the same thing. Um, I mean, and look at, you know. Fam, they,
0: the fact that people have stormed a White House and shit like that has proved you he, <laughs> he can get away with a yeah, lot of shit yeah, if, you're you're on a, if you're on a different side.
2: And, and, oh, and, just, and just think about the, um, the differences, too, here. So this man kills 10 people in a grocery store, walked out in handcuffs, not a scratch on his body. What was, what was. George Floyd, what was. Doofus had a knee as, on his neck for nine minutes. What for was what?
0: Coconut Head's fucking name that shot up the church and they went to make Dylan Roof? Yeah, yeah they shot up. Yeah, dude. Someone made. Someone made. A,
2: someone made a great point on, that I saw earlier because I just saw this just like you earlier on Twitter, and someone was like, "I knew nothing was ever going to happen to guns after Sandy Hook. If twenty children dying doesn't fucking affect change, nothing ever is going to." And that's, I mean, that is the truth, dude. That I mean, the it's bat, a sad, I mean, sad story one, in this country. Bat, the
0: one was a, after the fucking Dark Knight, the dude in the cl- Joker shit shot up the fucking mm-hmm. movie theater. Like, it, it's just a, f- and this was, I mean, this one was racially driven, mind you, but it's just like mass shooting, Oxford, mm-hmm. like mass shootings, like, the, it's just too fucking familiar, man. And yeah. it's just, it shouldn't be this familiar. I should not feel, I don't want to say numb to it, but I should not feel like this is a conversation that, We should have
2: regularly. I know. Yeah. It's sad. And, you know, both E-Man and I are, you know, we're not, um, we're not, we're kind of down the middle when it comes to gun rights, you know, like uh, neither of us are super against it, but we also don't, you know, love the obsession with it in this country. Um, And, you know, obviously it's hard. And how do you tell black folks not to arm themselves in such a way? It's such like a double-edged sword because here they are just fucking grocery shopping, you know? So it's it's weird. It's a it's a bad place. Um No, but you know, things like this happen and Like the you know, me like the one meme I just read,
0: I just wanna go to my gay friend's wedding and smoke a joint while holding my pistol. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> for,
2: for sure, dude. Um but yeah, and so so that happened and you know, news is very it's still very new. We're just learning Allegedly. about it. We don't know a ton of, of, of information, so as more things come out, we'll share it on the store or on the show. Uh, like we said before, we're not gonna focus hyper. Um, we're not gonna hyper focus on this stuff because um, it's obviously sad to hear about. And you guys all have phones, and you read about it too. You know, we're here to offer a little bit of escapism from that kind of shit at, from time to time because we all are. It's all crammed down our throats so often, um, which is just not good for us. And you know, while we're here, let's just get it out the way. Um, we also got to report and show our solidarity solidarity with all the women uh, in the world right now that are feeling extra marginalized because of the leaked emails um, alluding to the fact that the Supreme Court justice
0: all this shit is happening like at wants once, to overturn
2: Ro- Roe v. Wade. Yeah, it's a lot of bad shit. It's a lot all of all months. this
0: shit happening at <laughs> once, and it's a whole. I don't, I don't like it. I don't mm-hmm. like a lot of shit happening at once. But let's, I mean, let's keep it on topic with yeah. the Roe versus Wade thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, Roe versus Wade is going to a state decision. Is that what it is? So it's overturned. So now states get the vote on
2: abortion law, right? Yeah. Is that that's essentially and, what it And is? it's a, you know, and it's a deep conversation to be unpacked. And you know, we're not going to do that. we we want to just mention it to say that our support is with women's right to choose. Um so because I have a Y chromosome, I decide to
0: not have a say in this argument because it's not I, I cannot reproduce myself. Right. So with that said, I am on the side of women should be able to do whatever they want to with their bodies.
2: Yep. Simply. Simply simple Simply as that. Put, uh, because outlawing I'm, this shit doesn't just make you know there's so much behind it. you know, thing. there's so oh, much yeah. behind it that endangers women outside of just abortions. And you know it's it's a very loaded thing. Um, and I th- I suggest you all read up on it and show support. I know a lot of um, protests went down in the major cities around the United States yesterday. Um, Chicago, New York, Washington, I think there was even people in Detroit. Um, but yeah, so, you know that's that's what we're side yeah, we're, I, we're on that side for sure. I can't. It's definitely you know, and, you know this isn't uh, for me. This one's not even political. You know it's this is an individual rights thing. You know what I mean? Like women are the ones that have to get pregnant. You know we don't get pregnant as men. No, if like, there was, I cannot carry pregnant, a
0: child, so, if, so I feel like I don't have a say in this. If men got pregnant,
2: there'd be a fucking there'd be more fucking Planned Parenthood's than liquor stores. <laughs> They'd be on every fucking corner. Yeah, it'd be an Olympic sport. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> mm. hmm like, who so, had a biggest baby? Yep So we want to uh, <laughs> That would be so fucking ill though <laughs> That would be <laughs> Alright You're sicko <laughs> Oh shit but, but Anyway so yeah all Our right. support is with the women It's right to choose That's all we want to say on it um, A lot of <laughs> depressing news So you know You gotta laugh through the pain A little sometimes I mean yeah <laughs> Like
0: honestly Like it, it's it's really fucked up And I, I mean obviously We should laugh at, Like that. what I just laughed at But at the same time It's like It's fucked up Because we're I mean, I feel, dude, dudes weird. would probably
2: brag about their abortion numbers. For real, dude. Jesus they God. would. Jesus. That's how fucking fucked up it. we I are. Hate <laughs> I hate it here. I hate it here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, those things happened. Um, we're going to move on from that now and pivot into better things. And I think a good place to start would be, since the last time we saw you guys, E-Man and our other roommate, Sean, and I went and saw Big Crit in Detroit. And that was fucking fun.
0: I may or may not have... uh I had, like, a mini panic attack
2: (laughs) due to to alleged substance. But But besides that, it was great. Great show. (laughs) Yo, that shit was awesome. You know what's what's crazy? I actually thought it would be – it wasn't as crowded as I thought it was going to be. It was a Wednesday, dog. That's true. It was (laughs) a Wednesday night, but the fans that were there were super fans. The thing is, it's
0: like – but Crit's catalog too is just it could go all over the place. Yep. It, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't just Digital Roses. It wasn't just uh, what was the album he put out with Girl Talk and Wiz and Yeah. I mean, you know, out. I haven't even listened to that album yet. It's it's solid. I listen. I think it came out a few weeks after Digital yeah, Roses. Yeah, it did. Yep, it um, did. Yeah, but it was like all over the place. And Kit, Crit has so much music to where so it's just much so, music it could go so many different places. Places. I think the concert was only like three hours. Who was the dude that opened for him? Because he was fucking great too. Uh I don't think
2: I saw that. I can I think I got there oh, like, you right got when when, like right He's when we were late. He's got a song started. with Masego and that song oh, is shit, fucking nice.
0: great. Uh blah, 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 blah. I forgot the dude's name. I think I saved him in my file though. It was also
2: the uh, that night that we saw him um it was on May 4th which happy birthday to my sister. It was her birthday that night as well. Um it was the 11th anniversary of his very first album releasing so you know he was pretty excited and you know he came out did country shit um which i love that song that's the song that literally got me into big crit country shit uh, country cl- it was
0: a lay lay i'll have to check it out yeah, yeah i'm not
2: familiar um but you said it was good the intro uh
0: no his dude he was like playing keys on stage oh, nice. yeah he was on a lot of oh, shit cool. like that dude is
2: dope that's right, tight yeah. Yeah, it was a good show, man. The crowd was really feeding, like, it was giving a lot of energy, uh, no pun intended, which is a Big Crit song. Uh, <laughs> but uh, to Big Crit, the, you know, like, when he would put his mic out in the crowd, the crowd was singing, man. They were, like, singing the lyrics loud, and that made me happy. So um, shout out to Big Crit. That was a lot of fun. Um, what else, E Man? What else have we been up to? Well, we're to? going to Benny
0: next week, so we'll talk about that when we get Oh, back, my God. Back that's there. next week? What day is that? Sunday. That's why we're off. Oh, that's
2: right oh, I forgot about Benny yeah, It's the day after my it. Yeah my, Well, it'll be kind of Like my birthday celebration Oh, uh, yeah,
0: shit This is technically Your birthday Oh, yeah, right it now. really you're is Yeah, because this will
2: be Released on my birthday Yeah, so this is Fucking my birthday <laughs> Happy birthday, Neil <laughs> Thanks, dude <laughs> uh, um, Speaking of birthdays That's a good way to um, You know, get the mood Back right around Because Like I said before With death comes more life And a lot of uh, Birthdays happened. Um, that we want to shout out. Um, one of the most legendary, one of the best lyricists ever, quite honestly, um, in my opinion. Billy Joel. His birthday was last week. Yeah. <laughs> That's turn not exactly the one turn, I was thinking. The <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my favorite musician of all goddamn time, the legendary Stevie Wonder. Um, turned 72 last hey. week. Shout out to Stevie. Um, Been on since 11 years old, man. Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, Who
0: would go against Stevie in a versus? It would probably be like Nobody. Jimmy I- Jimmy Iovine, <laughs> like a label like, head. It'd have to be Barry. Smokey. It would be, it'd Smokey be Robinson. It'd have to be a label head. Yeah. It would have to be like a label head to go against Stevie. It'd have
2: to be like um, it have to be Quincy Jones or There's something. Like Rick <laughs> <laughs> for real. Um, but nah, yeah, he would smoke Rick Ruben, but yeah, he'd smoke Rubin uh, for sure. But Stevie Wonder, um, I love you. The reason I fucking got into music is you. Um, Enrique Iglesias' his birthday Was last hey. week um, by Lamos. Let the rhythm take you over I don't know, sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, Talking Heads Frontman That's why I brought this album for, Well, actually, I brought it for a couple different reasons We'll get into the other reasons later, but it Do was Do you his- find
0: yourself
2: had <laughs> <laughs> a big automobile? <laughs> it was his 70th birthday yesterday, so shout out to David Byrne, um, one of my favorite frontmen ever, and one of my favorite bands ever. Um, and then legendary guitar guru Buckethead, his birthday was last week. Are we doing just birthdays and- are we doing anniversaries albums, too, while we're at it? Sure. All right. Let me finish these birthdays real quick, though. I just want to make sure Um, we get it out of the way. Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish, and then obviously his gigantic country career, which, man, he really lasted the fucking test of time.
1: (laughs) He really did. (laughs)
2: Shout out Hootie. Um, Another guitar god, Joe Bonamassa. His birthday was last week. Um, Another blues guitar guy, Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys. His birthday as well, which they just dropped an album on Friday. Talk about that later. Um, R&B singer from the 90s, Tamiya. Uh, her birthday was last week. Butch Trucks from Almond Brothers, and local hero and one of the alien rappers. I think on most um you know rappers lists so that would be Elzai So shout out to all those people. Happy birthday to every one of them. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I guess we should probably get into this music, huh? Because we got a lot of it to discuss. You said um, it was eleven since Big Crits.
0: Yeah, 11 um, since Big
2: Crits. Oh, yeah, what are your, what, what the, what the album
0: anniversary? I'm not talking about the R's because we mentioned too much, but 11 years since Goblin came out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny to me. All right, anyway, let's go back to it.
2: So, to so it. yeah, so we're going to get on into something old, something new, because we have so much music to talk about, because there was albums we wanted to talk about from last week that we were off from. And then, obviously, we're going to spend a good chunk of time, which will be our part two of this episode on Kendrick Lamar. Um, so, Oh, Nick Perry. I forgot about him from Shinedown, guitarist, uh, his birthday. He just oh. turned 38. Well, happy about- birthday to yeah. him as well. I had that on my list, my bad. Right. But, um, yeah, something old. Uh, I believe I started it last week, so I will let E-Man start something old this week.
0: (laughs) Shout out to a new friend that actually had me go back and listen to this album. So, uh, if you grew up in a black household, right? A lot of times, (laughs) uh, on Saturday mornings... Well, you said that was funny. (laughs) (laughs) So, a lot of times you, you, you hear certain music, right? On Saturday mornings... And you almost dread it when you're a kid, but it makes you really nostalgic now because it makes you think of, oh shit, it's time to clean the house. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, my, my morning is about to be literally cleaning up the house. I got a whole, my parents have a whole fucking day planned for me, or parent or parental figure or whoever it may be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, one of mine, uh, like RIP to my mom, but yeah, one, of my, one of my mom's favorite artists was uh, Sade. Mm-hmm. And Diamond Life used to play all the fucking time on Saturday mornings. And to be honest with you, when I was a kid, I hated Shadé because of that. <laughs> I always associated with her. I was like, "Holy shit!" Now I gotta clean the house. But <laughs> Yo, I was looking moms- through our uh, I was doing our, our record selection recently, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" One of us has a vinyl of this. I think it's you. Me. But yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god!" So I decided to put that on. And I'm like, this makes me just so nostalgic right now. And I'm like, this album was so good. So Sade's Diamond Life came out July 16th, 1984. Uh, she is a Brit, if you guys are not sure. So uh, over from London, over from friends in the UK. Uh, Still bad as it hell. It is the date. <laughs> oh yeah. uh, the debut solo album by uh, English band Sade, released in the United Kingdom, and by Epic Records. After studying fashion design and later modeling, Sade Adu began backup singing with British band Pride. During this time, Adu and the three original members of Pride, Paul Anthony Cook, Paul Damon, and Stuart Matthewman left the group to form their, own, uh, form their own band called Sade. After various demos and performances, they signed Epic Records. So let's go on specifically on this album. Muget critics claimed Diamond Life, was a commercial success, winning the 1985 Brit Award for British, uh, Best British Album. And the album reached number two on the U.K. charts and five on the U.S. Billboard 2, 200. Uh, has been certified multi-platinum in both countries. Diamond Life sold on 10 million copies. Holy shit, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, uh, Becoming deal. one of the most, <laughs> one of the top-selling rec- uh, debut records of this era and the best debut-selling album by a British female vocalist. Uh that record stood for twenty four years. So who broke that? Like Amy Winehouse, maybe? Um eighty, ninety two thousand 2000 Is that from a British yeah. person? I not So sure. it said twenty it said twenty four years. So that timing would be about right. 84 94. Could be. I don't know who broke that. I want kinda wanna fact check that later. But I mean anyway, uh Yeah. She but, was massive. But yeah, Sade Sade Adu is uh goddess dog like just so dope ordinary love one of my favorite songs still smooth operator obviously a classic like there are so many so many bangers on this fucking album. smooth
2: operator is one of the most popular songs of all time i think absolutely um and i can't speak for other white families and i know my parents definitely listen to a lot of black music as well but yeah sade was played at my house as well because smooth operator was definitely pumping from my mother's minivan all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, this album is fucking great, and, you know, I hope one day that she drops another album, because it's been a minute, and, <sighs> God, it'll be great. Yeah. She really has. You know what it is, too, about Sade and moms of that time? I think she kept a lot of moms off the edge of dealing with their shitty kids. <laughs> What's trying to say, Neil? Because <laughs> you know <laughs> <what I'm saying? laughs> all of us suck asses as little kids, you know? We drive our moms crazy. And that's like a nice little uh, piece yeah. of zen for them on Saturday. Asshole. Okay, <laughs> let, me put on some, let me put on some beautiful Adu voice here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um but yeah, man, I I'm yeah, that's a great pick. Um as an awesome album. And I'm definitely, mine is definitely not as smooth sounding as Sade, that's for sure, because I'm still continuing on into my exploration of punk rock music. Um, And, you know, we started with Detroit with, um, you know, MC5 and the Stooges. And then we worked our way into the influence um, that was happening in New York with Talking, or I'm sorry, uh, with Velvet Underground. And then last week, I got into New York Dolls. Uh, that was around 1971. Um, well, anyways, in New York, their scene continued to thrive. Talking or, um, Detroit, uh, the Stooges continued popping off, but MC5 broke up early. Um, Wayne Kramer spent some time in jail um, because he was poor and was peddling drugs and got busted. Um, and so the New York scene kind of took over around this time. And in 1973, um, CBGB's opened up. And Hilly Crystal um, is the owner of CBGB's. And he wasn't necessarily a punk rock guy, he just owned this, you know, dingy bar that let this kind of you, shit happen. Did you ever <laughs> watch the movie with a.
0: I I know we talked about this on the pod.
2: Yeah, there's the one with Paul Giamatti, and there's the one with uh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, Yeah, Yeah. that's the one. Yeah, there's two different ones. I like that one. Yeah, I never saw the Paul Giamatti. They're both good. Yeah, they're both good. I like both of them. Um, They're different perspectives a little bit. But, um, yeah, Hilly Crystal, you know, he was one of the few people because, you know, with punk rock came a lot of rebellious youth. So, you know, when they would host these shows places, a lot of venues wouldn't book them to come back because of the, you know, kids tearing shit up and, you know, things being thrown and all this kind of stuff. Well, Hilly didn't really give a shit about this kind of stuff and just let CBGB kind of become the hub for this type of music. Um, And it's the place where a lot of these bands that went on to be really big names got their start. The Police, Iggy Pop. Uh, Blondie
0: yep. I mean there's 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 a long list.
2: And that's and that's exactly what I was going to get into And the first 3 that were um pretty prominent around 1974 to 75 would be the Ramones, Talking Heads and Blondie. Um and they all lived around the area. They were all like, you know, art art kids. Some of, I think David Byrne from Talking Heads was in art school. Their stuff was actually a little different than most of the punk rock stuff that was coming out of CBGB because David Byrne, you know, was really into musicality. You know, he was um, later on in life, especially with this album that I got here, Remaining Light, this was 1980, um, got really into Afrobeat music and was a very big uh, part of bringing Feli Kuti's music to the masses and uh, very big in championing his music as well and, um, you know, always giving credit to Afrobeat for where where it came from. Um, But earlier than that, the Ramones were popping in 1974, and they started playing at CBGB, and they were friends with David Byrne, Talking Heads, and um, their first show ever as Talking Heads, once they formed the band, was opening up for Ramones at CBGB. Um, And around that same time in 74, 75, Debbie Harry had linked up with um, a a guy, I forget the other band that she linked up with, but they kind of formed this it was two different bands formed into one, and that's where you got Blondie from. Because she used to be a folk singer prior to um, uh, forming Blondie, which is kind of interesting to me. But, uh, yeah, so that you know, CBGB started in the 70s, and New York scene kind of ran with it. And then next week, I'll get it. I'm not even going to play any of the music around this time because a lot of them didn't have albums yet. You know, a lot of them were just coming up with shit on the fly, on stage. And a lot of these guys, like Ramones, Talking Heads, and Blondie... Their al- their first albums didn't come out till a couple years later, till uh, nineteen seventy seven. But across the pond, over in London, um, the Sex Pistols were already also starting to brew up. Which ha- they have
0: a TV show coming on FX. I- like I'm excited about that. Yeah. That's
2: gonna be cool. So next week I'm gonna get a little bit more into the Sex Pistols and the thriving scene that kind of became um, the head for what was g- what was popping at the time, and that would be London, England. Um, So, yeah, you know what? Actually, I am going to play one song because this song did get big in CBGB, and it's also David Byrne's birthday. So, you know what? Let's give them a little love. I'm going to go with Talking Heads, and it's the song that put them on the motherfucking map, and that would be Psycho Killer. Here is a little bit of Psycho Killer out of Talking Heads. (laughs) ¶¶ Thank you. That's all you get, because that song's pretty popular. <laughs> I'm surprised we got that much. <laughs> um, shout out to Talking Heads, man. I really love their fucking music. If you've never heard this album, I'm, I'm sure I'll get into it eventually, but this is the only one I had at the house at the time. That's why I brought it. But Remain in Light, this album right here, whew, fucking flames right here. But, uh, yeah, that would be my something old. You know, um, I'm really enjoying – I was telling E-Man, not only – Am I enjoying learning about punk rock here? But I've been talking a little bit about Dilla Time, the book um, on Jay Dilla's life that Dan Charnis wrote. And I think it's honestly the best biography I've ever read. And it gives a detailed history of the start of popular music. It goes all the way back to when um, Europe um, invaded Africa and colonized Africa and brought slaves to America and how that basically changed the way that popular music would sound forever because the Europeans had such tight reins on what music could even be played in America. Like, you could only make it in certain time signatures and certain styles. And that's why a lot of people would call it, you know, a lack of seasoning with that kind of music and shit because you, could, you couldn't you could really adventure off and be creative and use polyrhythmic senses of making music, which is what was brought here from Africa would be polyrhythmic music. And... It really gives a detailed history from ragtime all the way up into current day. And I think when I get done with punk rock, even though I'm a little bit out of order, I'm going to go back and I just want to kind of, you know, make my something old be about the progression of popular music in the country and how it, how it happened. and Because um, that's just really fascinating to me. So that's what I got for you this week. Um, now on into something new. Um, you know what? Actually... This would be a good place to um, take a quick break here, and we were gonna we'll get back to you with part two of the episode. Should we? Um- it's gonna be f- focused mostly on Kendrick, but we do have um, you know some stuff that we want to talk about from the last um, weeks that we were off, and I think that'll be a good. We'll save this you know, next hour I say coming we can, up. I feel like I
0: we should just this. ramble off the stuff we're not going to go in detail about.
2: No, because I do want to talk about this stuff a little bit. So I want to have a little bit of time with it. And I think this is a pretty good t- stopping point uh, where we're at time-wise right here. So we will cut it here. And then um, the next week, you will get part two, which we're going to be uh, heavy on the Kendrick Talk. So we will see you guys then.